listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hi, and welcome back to the show. It's Giovanna Capoza, your host, and I'm here with Diane Hughes. Diane is an online holistic health and fitness coach with Beachbody and co-founder of fithughes.com. Diane lost 140 pounds in her own journey and was selected as top eight finalist of the Beachbody Grand Prize Challenge for Best Transformation of the Year in 2015. Today, she and her husband have dedicated themselves to working with individuals struggling with weight loss and helping them reach their goals and creating and improving a lifestyle filled with happiness, health, fitness, and balance. Welcome to the show, Diane. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. And I just, I want to share with the audience a little bit how you and I met because uh, I, my second home away from home is, is Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It's where I lived for nearly two years. And I was back there visiting uh, in the month of December. And I met your gorgeous face at a party, you and your hubby, who's fantastic. Yes, I remember. Yeah. And I, I remember at the time you sharing your story with me and definitely sharing this amazing 140-pound weight loss success, which blew my mind. I, I have a history of losing 70 pounds myself, but very transparent about you know my battles with weight and body image and all of that. And I was so, so fascinated that you know the first thing I thought of was, I got to have Diane on the show. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I really am too. So let's go ahead and dive in because your story is so compelling and it's so powerful. And I think it speaks to, you know, maybe not the details of it, but the the general, the stress and the struggle that gets in the way of our own self-care and what that does to our health, I think speaks to so many of us. I'd love to just dive right in. So take us back to October of 2007 when it all kind of started to begin for you. And tell us about sure. that. Sure. So back in 2007, I actually had a tragic event occur in my life where my parents actually disowned me because of my interracial relationship with my now husband. And just the sheer fact that I was so disposable to the two people that I loved the most absolutely destroyed me. And um, the fact that I was so disposable to those two people, I just didn't know how to handle it. I never had something traumatic like that occur. And so not knowing how to deal with that heartbreak, I just began to consume myself with work. And at that time, I had a huge corporate career. I was a software consultant and I was traveling um, out of state. I lived in California at the moment and I was traveling out of state every single week. And so I just dove into work even further and I began to feed my emotions with food. Mm. And uh, I never had an eating disorder. I never had that type of emotion. And so that lasted for several years. And it wasn't until, and I remember this day vividly, it wasn't until December of 2011 where I was actually home back in my house in San Francisco and I wasn't traveling that week. And I looked in the mirror 
And it's funny, I remember that moment vividly because um, our lives get so consumed with work and events and we're just so busy. And it's funny that we at times don't even take a a good look at ourselves in the mirror. Totally. We're just running past, you know, running through life. And I remember just looking in the mirror and I just stopped and stared at myself. And it was that moment, which was like a huge aha moment for me because I didn't even recognize the woman staring back at me. Oh, yeah. I know that one. I had that same moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was crazy because I I literally stood in the mirror for about 15 minutes, (laughs) just looking at this woman. And then I kept on going through these thoughts and I, and I kept on looking at her and I didn't recognize her. And I thought, what have I done to myself? Who have I become? And I weighed in at over 300 pounds and I'm normally like 140, 150 pounds. And I had gained 150 pounds within that time frame from 2007 to 2011. And did you realize, Diane, like, you know, I, I find this so fascinating because having gone through it myself, I was just over 220 pounds when I finally had that look in the mirror at myself. But don't you find like you're going through the motions and it's so unconscious that even though you're buying bigger size clothes and even though that's happening, you can, it's just fascinates me to this day that you could still arrive at this point where you're like, how did I get here? Right, right. And I remember that too. Like I kept on buying bigger clothes and I, I knew that I was getting bigger, but every time I quickly took a glance in the mirror, I just didn't see it. Life was just, I was so consumed with work and life and I just didn't want to see it. Mm. I didn't, I didn't want, I wasn't ready to face that. And I just ignored it. And it just goes to show you how unpresent I was throughout those years. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. We're just so disconnected from our mind and our body and our soul. And then we get to this moment where we're like, what happened? Who am I? Exactly. And you, you know, using the food is a way to numb out, right? So you're, you're, you go to the food first, you're numbing out, numbing out, but you become so numb and so out of body and so disconnected. That yeah, you don't even know what's happening and then it's there. And I have had other people, you know, friends of mine even that, you know, have never had a weight problem in their life and they almost can't even comprehend and grasp it because, you know, food isn't necessarily their drug of choice, right? Right. Um, And it is. It's even when I go back and think about it as I'm hearing you talk about it, it's it's that unconscious numbing out of life. Like you're just really checked out. You're going through the motions. I was so checked out. You're absolutely right. And at that time, I, I I remember sitting down after that moment and I started to really think about who I had become. And I was severely depressed. I was frustrated. I was stressed out just from work and life and, you know, my parent situation and how other things in my life became stressors because of that. I was unhealthy. I was filled with sadness and heartache and physical pain and emotional pain. I felt completely defeated, Mm. hopeless, and I had a really bad relationship with food. And I started to think to myself like, okay, here I am now. How am I going to get out of this? Like I was so deep into this dark hole and I had no idea how how to fix it. I had been there for so many years. And had you, Diane, at this point, had you been completely numbing out all of the feelings of the fallout of the relationship with your parents. So, so for example, you know, were you using the food and I guess numbing out with work and not really dealing 
with all the grief, let's say, that was under there that now came piling up on you when you looked in the mirror and realized, oh my gosh, who is this person? Yeah, absolutely. So I I took on extra hours at work just to ignore the thoughts because I thought, well, if I can just consume myself with other things, then I don't have to deal with what was right. really going on in my life. And then of course the food was just numbing the pain. Yeah. So now here you are, you're in the mirror, you're 300 pounds, <laughs> you're 300 pounds, but it's like, but it's also like probably 300 pounds of emotional baggage too, that you haven't dealt with yet. How did, where did you start? Like, how did you start? Oh girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I started with myself and that's the only way I can explain it because I was thinking about what to do. And I absolutely had no idea what to do. And I knew something needed to change. And I was the only one that could change the situation and my circumstance. My husband couldn't change it. I couldn't change my parents. My friends couldn't do it. My work couldn't do it. I was the only one that could face this. And I was the only one that could change directions in my life. And so it's actually funny because we always hear about New Year's resolutions and they just kind of fade out and they don't they don't really work. And for me, that turning point was on New Year's Eve. I actually made a decision that I was going to embark on a journey to lose 100 pounds that year and regain my life back. Wow. And that was my New Year's resolution. <laughs> just a small one, just a yeah. little one, you know. Yeah. And I remember my husband and I, we used to have this um, New Year's Eve party at our house for our friends and our family. And it was the first event of the year. And I remember going through that party and all of our friends and, uh, and our family members were there. And I made this grand announcement. I just thought, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to make this real. I need to, I need to have accountability. And I announced it in front of all of our friends. And I said, you know, guys, I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't know how I got here, but I'm making a New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year, and I'm going to focus on regaining my health and my life back. And to my surprise, there wasn't one person in that room that supported that decision. Oh, my gosh. And that, too, was was heartbreaking to me because I thought – I heard things like, you're setting yourself up for failure. It's not achievable. You can't do it. It's physically not doable. Um, you don't need to lose a hundred pounds. Like, you know, you're, why are you going to do this to yourself? And I thought to myself for a moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, these people don't believe that I can change. Mm -hmm. They don't believe that change is possible. And I think most people, when they, when, if they were to hear that, it would make them believe that, no, maybe this is right. Maybe, maybe I can't do this. And totally, for me, yeah, they would be susceptible to what all the naysayers are saying. And it is a big resolution. It's a hundred pounds. It's not 10. It's not five. Right, yes. It's a hundred. <laughs> it so, certainly wasn't 10. <laughs> yeah. I could see where the average person would be like, well, maybe you guys are right. Like, I don't know. Maybe I don't need to lose the 100 pounds. Even though you know you're 300 pounds at that point, you could have talked yourself out of it based on what they said. Right, yeah. And I could have had um, a spiral of self-doubt, you know. And for me, that moment just sparked a flame inside of my soul, like this undeniable fire. And I said, I am going to prove all of you guys that change is possible. I know that I could do it. 
I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that I was placed on this earth for something better than being depressed and sad and 300 pounds. And I embarked on this journey by myself. I mean, my husband was super, super supportive, but I don't think he really understood <laughs> the, the whole journey. He was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm here to support you in any way I can, but I don't think he really understood the depth of this journey and what we were both about to embark on. Um, and so it, there it went. I embarked on this journey and I remember waking up the next day and I go, oh my gosh, I got this grand goal, but I have no idea how to, yeah. <laughs> how to achieve and, and, this. And holy shit, I just said that out loud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I got to be about it, right? Yeah. Okay. So take us, <laughs> take us on the grand journey that you guys said that you guys set off. You and Keith set off on this journey. I mean, you, it's your journey, but I mean, he yeah. said, babe, I'm, I'm with you. I'm here. So tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I set up on this journey and I see it's a one small little issue, but it was quite a big one is my career. So I, I, I basically lived out of a hotel room cause I traveled so much for my job and I was literally on a plane 10 to 20 hours a week. And I was living out of a suitcase in a hotel room every single week. And I thought to myself, most people with a weight loss goal, like go to the gym, right? Or they start eating healthy and they start cooking at home. And I didn't have time to go to the gym. Um, and I also didn't have a kitchen in my hotel room. So that just, that added, added a little layer of complexity to my, to my journey. So I thought, okay, um, I need to find a solution that I can fit into my insane travel, busy schedule and lifestyle that is going to be effective in something that I can actually do. Cause at 300 pounds, I couldn't do much. I couldn't, you know, run up a flight of stairs or do the treadmill for a long period of time or like do CrossFit or anything like that. And I started doing this cleanse. I joined this cleanse group on Facebook and I thought that would be a really great start for me just to cleanse my body um, of just the toxins, you know, um, coffee and alcohol and just food toxins that I've ac accumulated throughout the years. And it's just so funny, just like you and I met, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. And in this cleanse group on Facebook, I encountered this woman and I kept on seeing her before and after photos on her Facebook page. And I knew that she was some type of coach. She was into fitness and I didn't know what to do. So I actually gained the courage to send her a message. I didn't really know who she was besides we were in this cleansing group together. And I said, you know, here's my, here's my deal. I have this grand goal. I'm over 300 pounds. I travel all the time. I have no idea how to start my journey. I, I see that you're some type of coach. Can you help me? That was literally the simplicity of my, mm -hmm. my message to her. And she replied back and said, absolutely. And I'm so grateful to have met her because she led me to Beachbody, which at the time I didn't even know who they were. Um, and now I actually work for them and they're the leading provider of in-home health and fitness solutions. And I'm so grateful that she introduced me to this company because it was with their products that I was able to transform my health and my body so while I, have I was to traveling. 
Yeah, and I have to cut in here because I just want to—I want to highlight this for everyone that's listening because this is this is what I love about your story, which is amazing. You know, you you announce this grand goal. You're like, I'm going to lose 100 pounds, and everybody and their mother who you love, except for your husband, right, says, "What are you nuts? Like this is like you don't need to do this. This is going to be too hard. You're setting yourself up for failure." Blah blah blah, and you're like, "Well, I'm going to do it anyway." Then you get up and you realize, oh my gosh, I have this other <laughs> obstacle. I have yeah. a job where I travel and I live at a hotels and I'm constantly eating at restaurants. You know, how am I going to do this? Let me find a solution. And then you found, and you reached out and like you said, simplicity of request. Hey, this is my goal. I need help with it. And the reason I want to highlight that is because so many of us, including myself, and I'm sure even you, before you made this resolution, we find all of the reasons and we of why we can't do something, right? We argue for our limitations. Well, I can't because I travel for work and I, I live out of hotel rooms or I only eat at restaurants or I can't because of uh, my family or my kids or, you know, I can't because of this, right? So we argue for our limitations. And the reason I love your story so much is the power of decision, the power yes. of resolve, because you made a resolution. That's why if we do it correctly, New Year's resolutions, although they've become a cliche and I don't agree with them anymore, but the power of resolve, of decision-making, that when there is the next hurdle, you were just like, okay, well, this is the reality. How am I going to work around this? Let me ask, let me look at who's doing this, who's actually done this. Let me find someone who's done this and, and modeled it for me. And let me ask for help and let me see how I can do it the way they did it. I just love it. It's such a great, and I wanted to stop you there and just highlight that for the audience because it's so powerful, every step of the story that you're sharing. So Thank you. I, I had to just, I had to, I had to wave my pom-poms there for a second. But um, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. please continue. Go ahead. So you found Beachbody, yeah, who I, I hadn't really heard of until I spoke to you. Like I kind of heard about them kind of in the ethers, but not really. I heard of, about segments of their company, but not really till I spoke to you. Yeah, and they're an amazing, amazing company. They're, they have a, a variety of in-home health and fitness solutions, various projects, um, not projects, sorry, programs for um, all levels and all age groups. And it, it was another funny part of my story is I prior to gaining this weight, I loved going to the gym and I loved physical fitness and I loved challenging myself. And so when I was looking at all their programs, of course, the ones that attracted me were the super duper difficult ones. And I thought, yeah, I could totally do that. Thinking I was still, you know, in my, in my less weight years. Right. And I was physically fit still in denial, but I was actually 300 pounds. And so I got there, I got, I ordered the program which at the time was P90X. And I'm sure a lot of people... Oh my gosh. P90, no you P90X. You ambitious. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing is I got it and I was ambitious and I thought I can totally do this. It's right up my alley. And I totally forgot that I weighed 300 pounds and everything hurt. Oh. And I couldn't even do 15 minutes of it. And I felt so defeated. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And so I spoke to, to my coach with Beachbody and I said, listen, I can't do this. And I felt so defeated. And she's like, well, let's start with something of a lower impact. Changed the program up, started with a different program called Slim and Six, and I could actually do the workouts. And it was a really could low you impact. Could these on the road with you? Yeah. So okay. they were actually, at the time, they were just DVDs. I could plug them into my laptop and I could do them in the privacy of my hotel room or 
my home when I was home. And each of the programs came with a series of workouts, a fitness workout schedule. So they would tell you which workout to do when. And they also, it also came with a nutrition guide that guided you through what to eat specifically for that program, um, sample recipes, things like that. And so although I didn't have a kitchen, when I would go out to eat, I would just model what I was supposed to eat based on the nutritional program. So I'd have tons of lean proteins, extra veggies. I would get a, a little mini fridge for my hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I would stock it up with water and fruit and just started focusing on clean eating. So this is great. I, I'm, I'm hearing all the, the doing that you were doing, which is awesome. I'm curious in this time, like, what was your mindset like? Were you, yeah, like, what was it like? Were you just kind of approaching this kind of like a game? Like, mm, let me see how this goes and how it happens. Were you being hard on yourself? What was going on in your mind? Lots of different things. Lots of different things. So I had a hundred pounds to lose. And so when I thought about that, it was really overwhelming for me. And although I may be laughing now and, you know, joking about certain things and I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that was so funny. When I was in the trenches of my journey, it was, it was difficult because I had a lot of mental challenges, um, a lot of limiting beliefs, like really, can I do this? I would cry almost every night because everything in my body hurt and I was overwhelmed with, am I, can I really achieve this goal? Yeah. Cause it's a hundred pounds. Right. So I thought to myself at the very early stages and I said, okay, I need to break this down. So I'm not filled with anxiety over this and I'm not overwhelmed because I think a lot of people, especially with resolutions, the reason they give up or don't fulfill their resolution is because they're so overwhelmed with how much they still have to go instead of realizing how far they've come. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. So I started to break things down. So I thought, okay, hundred pounds in a year, let's break that down. So that is eight to 10 pounds a month. Break that down even further. That's two pounds a week. And I thought, okay, I can totally do two pounds a week. And it kept me focused on a really mini goal and I wasn't as overwhelmed, but it was still extremely challenging. So, I mean, I had to change everything. I had to change my mindset. I had to change um, my outlook on life. I had to change my schedule so I could incorporate fitness into my daily routine. I had to let go of my excuses in order to find my results. I had to stay focused on my promise. And so this is a a key point for me is, you know, just as you mentioned, like when people make resolutions, it's so cliche, right? A lot of people don't believe in them. But for me, it wasn't just a resolution. It was a promise to myself. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to promise myself that I'm going to focus on me, not from a selfish standpoint, but just focus on my health and putting myself back on my own priority list. Because as people, especially women, we always put everything and everyone before us. And before we know it, we're not even on our own priority list. Exactly. Where, you know, we've kind of forgotten about who we are. We put everything before us. And I had to really restructure my mindset and my schedule to put 
me in the top five. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating to me to hear you talk about this. You know, I had um, I had Jason Goldberg on this show uh, a few weeks back. Um, he's the author of Prison Break, and he has his own weight loss success story. And I think I, I forget how much how many pounds he lost. I don't know if he lost a hundred or around that amount. But I remember he said something awesome. He says he didn't lose a hundred pounds, let's say. He lost one pound a hundred times. And it's such a great (laughs) reframe because I think one of the things for me, you know, I've been really transparent lately about my struggle with these last, these last, these new 20 to 30 pounds that have creeped back on. And and the yo-yoing that I've gone through. And it's what's interesting to me is hearing, and I'm always fascinated, of course, by the psychology around things. Um, what's interesting to me is that you had such a big number and you were able to chunk it down for yourself into these bite-sized pieces that worked for you. And with me, when I lost the 70 pounds, which was, you know, quite the feat for me, had I set out at the beginning to lose 70 pounds, Knowing my personality and how I am, I don't think I would have been able to do it. I think just the number itself would have defeated me. And what I did was a little different is that I just started one day at a time. And I had like what you did. I kind of did the reverse of what you did. I didn't start off with the number, but I I started off already chunked down. It's like these two pounds and then this one pound and then there's another pound. And to me, it became this like fun, curious game. Like every time I weighed myself, it was like, oh, look, there's another one. And it was encouraging. And I kept going. I ended up getting to 70 pound weight loss, but I actually didn't start off with that as my goal. So it's just it's so fascinating to me. I mean, really, we did the same thing. We chunked it down. It's just I didn't start with a big number. But I, what fascinates me is the psychology around it because, of course, the, the doing of it is a formula, right? It's the psychology behind it and the mindset that can be so trying. So I want to ask you at this point, Mr. Keith, who was like, yeah, babe, don't <laughs> worry. Let's do this. <laughs> I got your back. You know, how is this affecting... Well, how did it affect your relationship at 300 pounds? And how is it now affecting your relationship with this internal struggle? Because I would imagine as the pounds of weight are coming off, you know, the pounds of emotional stuff that actually was suppressed under there is maybe starting to loosen up at this point. So what's happening with that? Yeah. So at 300 pounds, um, our marriage was struggling because at 300 pounds, I didn't feel confident and I didn't love myself. I didn't like the woman that I was. And so if I didn't love myself and I didn't like who I was, I couldn't be there and love anyone else the way they needed to be loved. And also I was really retracting myself from everybody at 300 pounds, including my husband. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to talk about things. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go on date nights because I was embarrassed. I didn't want to go out with my friends. Um, And I was going through severe depression. And so that really had a huge negative impact on our marriage. And I thank God for the man that I had, because most men, I think, would have thought, you know, I didn't sign up for this and ran for the hills. And regardless of where I was in my journey, whether I was 300 pounds or 250, my husband would call me every morning wherever I was in the country. And he would say, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I love you. 
And although I didn't want to hear it, I realized that he was a rock Mm. in my journey. And it was... I already love Keith, but I love him more now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It was an inspiration for me because not only did I want to change for myself, that was my first priority, but I also wanted to be the wife that he deserved Mm, because he gave me so much support and he gave me all of his heart. And, you know, the one thing that I could do, and I'm going to start tearing up, is that I could be the woman that he deserved. And I could be that one that I'm crying to on this side. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, you know, I wanted him to be loved the way he needed to be loved. And I needed to love myself and get to that point myself where I loved me and I felt confident and I was happy with the woman that I was. So I can give him all of that and more. Yes, that is such a good point. You're giving us so much great stuff here, uh, Diane, because that's such a good point because we often, and when I say we, I'm talking to the women, you know, men can do this too sometimes, but it's mostly us women. We think that the self-sacrifice is the loving part, but it's actually not. It's actually the paying attention and loving yourself and making yourself a person who's happy and proud of herself. That is actually the biggest gift you can give to your loved ones. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so as I started to shed the weight I myself started to become happier. I started feeling more confident in my skin. Um, we started going on date nights more. Our like an affection increase, things like that, you know. And so things just began to get better as I began to shed the burden and all that weight. I began to really blossom into the woman that I was supposed to be. Beautiful. And, yeah. Yeah. So. At this point that this is all happening, you know, how are you, I'm sure people listening want to know also, like, how are you resolving that, or are you at this point resolving that initial trauma that sort of started the snowball rolling in essence? Right. So, you know, throughout the, throughout the first year of my journey, so the first year I actually did end up losing a hundred pounds in a year. I reached that goal. Um, and within that journey, a lot of things started, you know, coming up, but I, I consider myself to be the professional suppressor. And so when those things started coming up, <laughs> I love that I you have a title su- for it. <laughs> yes. I would suppress it back down because I had goals to reach and I couldn't deal with it. And that was just who I've conditioned myself to be. And so I focused on that, on my journey and I focused on being consistent and, and losing that weight and reaching that goal. But once I reached that goal, I realized that I was still unhappy, although I was extremely happy that I lost a hundred pounds, but something inside of me was still broken and it still needed healing. And so this was the second phase of my journey. I've lost a hundred pounds. That second year, I went on a journey of forgiveness. I didn't focus on losing any more weight. Um, I maintained my hundred pound weight loss through health and fitness and eating right. But I went on a journey of forgiveness and I, I went through counseling. I, I spoke to many people. I read tons of books. I increased my spirituality in search of how to forgive my parents and just heal that heartbreak. And it wasn't towards the, the tail end of that year that I was, I think I was successful at doing that. So today I've actually forgiven my parents um, and I love them tremendously till this day, but I have forgiven them for the trauma that happened and I was able to heal my heart 
Mm. So I can talk about it now without going into tears and things of that nature. And so, yeah, so, you know, I've been able to forgive them, but most of all, I've been able to forgive myself. And I didn't realize and I realized how much forgiveness I needed to give myself from all of the self-sabotage and self-destruction that I did to my own body through the past years. And so, um, yeah, I learned to forgive myself and them. And the funny part is, is the moment I learned to forgive I shed an extra 35 pounds. I was going to say, and how much weight did you lose after the <laughs> forgiveness? I'm so happy you said that because um, yes. we haven't talked about this piece, you and I, and I wanted to know because like figuratively, forgiveness in itself is like hundreds of pounds. You know, we all have that experience, at least I'm hoping and praying that everyone on this call or listening to this audio has had the experience of forgiveness and the release of that and how it feels like, you know, two sacks of potatoes have just been let off your shoulders. But you lit- it literally translated for you into more physical weight loss. Yes. Yeah. And it, 35 pounds just shed. I mean, it wasn't overnight, but it was literally within the next three months without really changing my eating or my fitness. It just, it just released. Amazing. And for me, I realized, you know, at that point, how much weight I was still holding on. It was like protection weight, like mm-hmm. I'm not ready to, to face this. And the moment I faced it and I released that pain and healed my heart, it just shed. Oh, I love that. That is so good. And that's about the amount that I want to lose right now. So maybe I have to sit down and do some more forgiving. I don't know. I got to look, <laughs> I got to look through the archives. I don't know. <laughs> I got to see, I got to see what's Girl, we going can on. talk about that. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. Wow. You know, so, so all told 140 pounds. I mean, I've seen you. I mean, everyone listening to the podcast is going to go to SheRisesPodcast.com and they're going to see your before and after photo and your gorgeous picture. I mean, you're stunning to look at, but what is most significant for me is that your your heart and your energy is what's even more stunning Thank than you. the physical appearance. So I can tell that you've done the healing work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was even tougher than the weight loss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Because I mean, really that, I mean, I've never experienced losing my parents in that way. I've experienced the death of my mother, which was devastating. But it's like she didn't have a choice in that. I could imagine that this was, you know, devastating on a whole other level um, because there was a choice. They made a choice and that was a choice involved, right? It wasn't right. Yeah. Well, yeah, kudos it was their to you. choice. Mm. And do you guys have a relationship now? No, no, not at all. In fact, when they disowned me in October, 2007, I said, okay, you know, they're, they're going to be mad for a little bit. Now, mind you, they never met Keith. They don't even know his name mm. or what he does for a living. And so I thought, okay, you know, they're, they're angry. Let's give them some time. And shortly thereafter, I called them back and they had changed their phone number. And, mm. um, till this day, I have not spoken to my parents since October 7th, 2007. And a lot of people ask me, like, do you think you'll ever reconcile? And, you know, to be honest, it was my parents' decision and I have to respect their decision. And I went through a whole journey of forgiveness, like we just talked about, and I've come to terms with their decision and I've had to close that door in order for me to move on. Totally. And so I don't foresee there being a reconciliation 
Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. And it everything also sounds like for a reason. Yeah. And it also sounds like you'd be open if there was, but you're kind of like, you know, great. If not, great too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's really, really healthy and wise. Wise. Oh my gosh. So I can't believe it. We're at the time. And, uh, and, and I have a few, I have a one more question for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this has gone by so fast. It's like, we just blinked, we just started and, and it's the story is so compelling and what you've gone oh, through, what you've you. created for yourself is so compelling. How can people find out a little bit more about you? Where can they oh, go? Great. So, um, they can find me on fithues.com. Um, the app, the website is actually being, is under construction this week, but it should be up next week. Okay. So fithughes.com, um, or they can find us on Facebook under fithughes and also Instagram under Diane fithughes. Cool. And and you're saying us. So tell us how Keith, your lovely, amazing husband is involved Is because they don't know who he is. What does he do? <laughs> I know. He's so awesome. He's so awesome. So my husband is a professional chef. And he's awesome. And so when I went through this weight loss journey, when I reached my goal, of course, I was head over heels and I transformed my body using Beachbody products. And so I wanted to learn more about the company and I decided to join the company as an independent coach so I could immerse myself in this culture and help other people reach their health and fitness goals. Mm -hmm. And so through my journey through my own weight loss journey and my journey with Beachbody, I actually inspired my husband to start working out and he got amazing results. And we decided to move to Playa del Carmen. We left everything in San Francisco. We decided to move to Playa del Carmen. And when we did that, he's like, you know what? I think I want to join Beachbody too. And I said, that's great, honey. Like, what do you want to do? And we, as we were talking about it, we just thought, you know, my weight loss expertise and his cooking skills, we could add a lot more value. It's a power punch. It's a power punch. <laughs> we could add so much value to people out there and really educate them on how to eat healthy and how to make it simple, easy, and fun. And also just mental fitness is what I call it. That's where, that's where the coaching comes in. And we could really add a lot of value. And so we kind of joined forces last year and we are um, combined helping people reach their health and fitness goals and really making that. health and health and fitness simple. I love it. Still doing it yeah. together. He's still there. Yes. I love it. I love there. him. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too. Diane, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was like, it literally, I blinked and it went by and it was so great hearing your story. And I'm sure it's going to inspire more than one person listening to the podcast. It's so compelling. I love that you, you know, you had these, these obstacles, you had this big goal and despite it all, you just kept going and, and you did it. And I'm, it's, it's so inspiring to me. I, I loved having you on. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was truly an honor. And I'm so grateful that I met you here in Playa del Carmen. And I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah. 
soon. I'm going to, I'm planning, yes. I'm planning. I'll be back soon. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Well, thanks again for having, uh, for being on this show. And guys, if you're uh, listening to this and again, you want to find out more about um, the power, uh, power pack duo of uh, Diane and her, and her husband, Keith, um, go to fithues.com. You can find out more about them there. If you love this show, don't forget to tune in next week. We're going to have another great podcast for you and another amazing guest. Thanks, Diane, for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you'll love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 